Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Well, Doug, we are really getting down to it here. Last month of the season, and the landscape has really changed in some ways. And in some ways, it uh, stays the same. Some of the, these results we're seeing uh, from the team, but... In some ways, it's so much better. So uh, what are we watching here for the, the final frame of the season? Yeah, like you said, JB, the battlegrounds have changed a lot since the trade deadline, and the teams are playing hockey with a purpose now. You know, it's the season's over for the Kraken, uh, but it seems that that won't stop many teams from playing like they can make the playoffs, even if they can't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was watching uh, Colin Blackwell and Mark Giordano playing in blue with Toronto against the Islanders the other day. It was, it was, uh, you know, the last basically soon as the that we found out the Islanders weren't making the playoffs. Not that we were expecting them to, but that was their last shot to keep it alive. And Toronto took them that night. But I also got to see old Iron Hook playing with the Predators. Wow. Uh, and we've seen the, some new additions to the Kraken, and they've been downright impressive. We got Maddie Beneers, Victor Rask, breathing some new life into the team. Not to mention Daniel Sprong, and it feels like a whole new team. We got Carson Kuhlman out there alongside Yanni Gord, and they're, they're looking good. Once again, uh, I'll just shut my mouth before I give away the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, with the the guys that left, you know, I I saw Geo, you know, score a. A game winner the other night. And I'm glad him and Blackwell are playing well, and uh, Ironhook and and these guys, uh, they're gonna get a chance to compete, you know, in the in the dance. So I'm happy for them, uh, but I am really happy to see some of the things that have transpired since the trade deadline for the Kraken too. So let's uh, let's get into it. Let's check out some Maelstrom. The Maelstrom. The Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Let's dive right into the maelstrom. All right, here we are. Game breakdown. Now, normally, we would give you a great game breakdown, and it's been a minute, uh, but the Kraken are out of the playoffs, so do we even Season's really, over. Yeah, do we care about game breakdowns? Um, no, honestly, no. I'd rather talk about my feelings. How do you feel, JB? Well, I feel like this team is on the cusp but they really need to just take out the trash. There's um, some really, really good things. I think some really good chemistry building since the trade deadline with the new players coming into the fold and, and you know, the void in leadership that left when uh, the captain, Giordano, left, you know, has, been, I think, been filled and everyone kind of knows now that there's a spot for them on the team. They didn't get traded. And so they're playing with purpose, but boy, there are just some some similar mistakes and letdowns that have plagued us all season that seem to crop up. The other Those day, penalties. I was watching. They've a, taken a lot of bad penalties. Yeah, I was watching a game 
I was, well, I wasn't watching. I was at the game and I was just, I just thought, God, this team looks like they're skating through molasses and the other team's like skating all over us. And so some days we've got, it's like we've got that pep in our step and other days we, we, we miss it. So I don't, uh, I don't know what's going on there, but that's uh, just how I'm feeling about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing them looking really, really competitive some nights, and then you know, others they look, yeah, like you said, like they're skating on, on in syrup, they're sticking to the ice. Yeah, but you know, they're, you know, I think they're building. So, and I, I think a big part of that was I feel like Sprong was a steal. I mean, he kind of immediately came in and and was a spark. Spark, I think three. Three goals in his first three games, right? Yeah. He's got three three goals in three games so far as a Kraken right wing he's playing. He's got two against the LA Kings and one against Arizona Coyotes. He's had a lot more scoring chances. He's had 32 shots on net 10 games. He plays with tenacity. He's fierce. He's got six hits in those 10 games too. You know, and he, he played with uh, Ovechkin. I heard a little sound by, that he credited Ovechkin with like uh, helping him on his one-timer. And so I think you're seeing a lot of that, like paying dividends and uh, just his style of play. And, you know, once he said that, I kind of went back and looked and I was like, oh, he's setting up in Ovechkin's kitchen, like doing the same sort of thing. And, you know, it's interesting because Yanni likes to be on the other side. So you get those two guys maybe on like a power play. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he scored a couple more goals since he first arrived, too. So he just keeps producing. That's right. That's right. Him and Victor Rask both. Victor Rask is looking good too. Yeah, I mean, he's a underrated, I think, savvy veteran. And, you know, I got to give credit to Ron Francis um, for going out and, and finding him. And and uh, he's really fitting well with Yanni, you know, on that line. And, and they've created a lot of chemistry. Um, and you just see some, some passing there from those guys like they've been playing together all season. So, um, yeah probably yeah, resurrected his career i don't know where he was going you know where he was at but, but i've never even heard of him before and then he's i mean i like the way he plays he's got two goals and two assists in 10 games and 12 shots on goal five hits and a block shot so he's he's producing out there and he's he's i think he's even since since we recorded this i think he's even got a couple more goals so yeah yeah so that's you know just another little thing that you that I keep thinking about all these draft picks that we got and and the people that we brought in immediately producing pretty and having chemistry with the other guys. I mean, some of the stuff these guys are doing now, it's they look almost like a whole different team. Sometimes it's like when they're when they're winning. I mean, they've beat some of the best teams in the in the league this yeah. season so yeah. far. We've seen it. You yeah, know, they what beat I mean? the Avs the other night and at the time probably the hottest team in the league i think they dropped three in a row but they had won nine at the time before they dropped that first one before they i'm pretty sure there's a few other teams that are in the playoffs that they've beaten so far this year too oh yeah yeah yep for sure but i mean it's great that's great carson coolman has uh, three assists and two goals in his last 10 games 10 hits five block shots and cole lind has one goal and two assists in 10 games with 10 hits and seven block shots. So, I mean, that gives you an idea how these new faces on the team are making a difference. Core guys like Everly, Gord, Larson, Alexiak, they've been doing the work all year. I mean, they're still, like the chemistry they've been building since the beginning of the season is is 
I mean, you can tell that's the core guys. They're doing the work. Yeah. And now we're getting to see how the changes Ron Francis has made since the trade deadline are affecting the lineup. And it seems really positive. The chemistry is just looking real nice on the ice. Yeah. Kuhlman. I mean, he's come on in the last, you know, month or so. He's on fire. um, (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Some beautiful passing the other night, uh, setting up Yanni Gord for a crazy one-timer against, uh, Minnesota. And, um, you know, I heard a little quip there that I'll just mention. Apparently, Marc-Andre Fleury, who got traded over there, hasn't missed the playoffs since 1996. Or 1996. 2006, sorry. Yeah. So he's wow. he's been at it a long time. But, um, you know, I'm, I digress a little bit. But what I was going to say is, you know, these young guys, Kuhlman, I mean, we got in a trade from Boston early on in the season. And, and then he was hurt, you know. Or was it a trade or did we pick him up off waivers i can't remember but anyway and then cole lind i mean i think i'm really excited about cole lind and him over the last like two months being pulled up from the checkers and up Mm -hmm. and down and up and down but every time he's come in uh i think he has played excellent hockey so uh for him to get a chance here at the end of the season to kind of build and uh, maybe work him with, uh, himself into the uh, permanent it's lineup. It's just going to you know? make next season so much better. This team is going to be—it's going to be a whole new ball game come October. I'll tell you that. Right, right, and I feel like veterans will be added in the off season, and and probably one big name. It'll be interesting to see who the next all-star level talent the team gets. The the Krakeners. They're such a young team, you know. I don't think you have to be too old to be considered a veteran on this team. I mean, what are you looking at, 24, 25? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, which is good. Youth is the name of the game, but I I do think there'll be one big name. I think, you know, we, we went out and got all this firepower, and probably I, I, I haven't even, like, wrapped my head around who it's going to be, but. I got it. Yeah, I was trying I was trying to look through some like contracts the other day, Googling like, you know, what whose contracts are coming to an end or who's gonna be up for trade come twenty twenty three. And I mean, it's tough it's tough to find an accurate list on that sort of stuff, right? Because right. a lot of it's talking it's like old articles from, from around the trade deadline. So that's like months old stuff that you're like, I can't trust any of that. I need to know what's going on right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we'll see. But but uh, Bergeron is supposed to be coming up. Yeah, uh, his contract's coming to an end. Somebody like that would be excellent, an excellent choice. I mean, they're saying that he might he might retire. I was watching the the Bruins game the other day, and they were saying that that might be it. He might go on waivers, and nobody might pick him up because his contract is just so expensive. But I mean, it's Patrice Bergeron. The guy is good, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't mind putting him alongside Eberle and letting these guys. Go Get to these work. kids yeah. go to work. Yeah. yeah, teach them for sure. So I don't know. Like Patrice Bergeron could be, could be, could be anybody. You know what I mean? Who yeah. knows? That's just an example of like. Well, that's a good knows? one at least. You know, like I said, yeah. I hadn't even formed it in my head, and, and you make a valid point. Um, he could, you know, he could be worth the the coin. So, especially if he goes on waivers, then you really don't have to give up any draft picks. That's right. You know, just capital. So. I guess we'll see what happens, but we'll see what happens. In the meantime, let the let the youth do their thing. I feel like Berniers is going to be good, really good. 
Um, he looks like he belongs for sure. I think that very first like assist that he had, the first game that he played in Calgary, that no look pass. I mean, oh, he's him and Donato, they were looking so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, and he's on a hot streak. I mean, he's got a point in his first four or five games, I think, and the record yeah, is five, five and five, right five now. and five, right? Yeah. So um, the record is six Gretzky to start your career. So oh, uh, that'd be yeah, in years cool since company. I mean, watching him in the Olympics and everything else, he's just looking good. He's looking real good. Yeah, and they're and um, you know, everybody's saying that uh, he looks the part. He carries himself right, like Hackstall and and everyone. So it's another situation where I think he he had the choice to come to the Kraken or not or whatever. But to get that experience this year, and even though it's only you know the last month of the season, I think is going to put him like light years ahead when it comes to camp and next season. So I'm Most really definitely happy that he's here. He had some former uh, playing time on the ice alongside uh, Donato, Ryan Donato. They're both from Boston, and so they had some training together in the offseason, I think. And uh, so they have some familiarity. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that game against Calgary, Adam Larson had the go-ahead goal. There's assist from Don Skoy and Alex Wenberg, so the old boys – they weren't trying to get shown up by the new guys either. You know what I mean? He had he had a couple of couple of points from the the new guys. And sure. Then he had a couple of points from the, the old guys. So well, and that's they look good. That's the fun thing because these young guys come in, and I'm sure it gives everybody a little bit of juice. Or like you said, you don't want to get shown up and you'd be like, "Hey, I want to show these young kids what we can do too." You know? Yeah. And uh, so that's really really cool, and I think for. Donskoy, you know, anytime he could get on the board, he's had a tough season. Um, so I'm sure he's looking forward to putting some work in and starting over fresh next season for sure. Yeah, Beneers had a goal against Jersey too, the new kid on the block. He came in, Vince Dunn launched one from the blue line, hit the bottom corner of the post, and Beneers just came in to clean up the rebound and he just rammed it home. It was awesome. So good. So good, yeah. I mean, that's and that's just that experience of knowing, and maybe some of it's you know can't be taught. You just know where to be on the ice. The like goal scorers, yeah. you know, find that space, right? And you know, I know he's a rook or whatever, but you don't leave a guy like that open. It's like Ovechkin in his kitchen. Like, yeah, why are people not? You know, they just find the open space and and putting that one home. Yeah, for his first goal and. The hug, you know, that he's getting from McCann and all the love. I was actually oh, yeah. in the building for that one, and it was that that night. It was a madhouse. I went to um, I went to the the Vegas game, and that was that the whole vibe was off. Like in our section, if there are fans from other teams and they start cheering, you know, I start cheering over them and try to yeah. drown them out. But I was hearing like Golden Knight cheers in the stadium. It's really quiet. We lost that game, and that yeah, was the molasses can't buy game. Yeah, I win against the Golden Knights this season. Yeah, so that was the molasses game, and but this on this night, yeah, you could just tell the fans are excited for the Kraken, but we're really excited for Berniers and to see what he had. And when when he scored that goal, the place just went insane. Matty Berniers, yeah, so. the kid is he's on fire. He's he looks good. 
Yeah, and it, it's all about, uh, I think, building, you know, gaining that momentum. If he continues, you know, on this streak, and even if he doesn't, really, it's good enough to me. You take it into the offseason and have that confidence. It also lights, lights a fire up on all these guys. Eberle's doing better. Wenberg's playing better. All the guys, are they're just, like, playing a lot better than, you know, Brandon Tanev comes back in October, then put the whole new team together. Right. You know, who knows what kind of changes they'll make in the offseason. It'll be crazy. Yep. True. Very true. Well, what else? Grubauer got a shutout against Blackhawks. That was cool. Yeah, that one was the, like, OT shootout nine rounds, right? And it took... No, that was New Jersey. That one was New Jersey? I thought that was Blackhawks. Yeah, no, they shut out. Blackhawks didn't score one goal. Oh, that's right. You're, were, you're yeah, right. Donato scored the game-winning goal in the shootout against New Jersey. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grew and the landlord are... Uh, yeah, Drieger. I was Drieger. watching Drieger play today. He yeah. was looking good, too. Yeah. I think... Uh, they didn't win against Texas, but... Yeah, the Stars. The Stars yeah. are playing for their life, right? They're on the on the... The bubble, yeah. so yeah, They're just trying to get them last few points. Yeah, good luck. Right. So, but I think both of them do look good. I'm excited to get them into the off season and maybe get some more consistency in their off season and their how they work and everything yeah. like that. But a good, yeah, good off season, some training camp. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, a little another chance to build some more chemistry and. Well, they and they both, I think, have gotten better in this last, you know, two Holy months. Holy moly, they look like a whole new team. Yeah, yep. So all around, and and maybe it also is that youth or whatever. And uh, the interesting thing for me is going to be, um, oh, his name just left my head. Uh, Joey Decord, boom. Joey Decord from the Checkers. He's got like the the best record in the league or, and like the, the highest save percentage and all this stuff. And he's like tearing it up. And I think, you know, they're in the playoffs and <laughs> I oh, wouldn't be surprised nice. if Hackstall and the staff are kind of like, you know, we'd like to get Joey to court up here. And you know, the checkers are like, we, we can't do that we need him <laughs> for the playoff run, you know? So you throw him in the mix and I don't know, you know, I, <laughs> I shouldn't be feeling as good as I'm feeling with the season we've had, but I feel uh, really, really good about where I this think team is. We have uh, positive, positive. The future's so bright, they gotta wear shades. <laughs> right, and it's that you know, even though we're not making the playoffs, we're getting better as the season goes along. Uh, yeah. Closing it out, you know, hopefully on a high note. So uh, I think, like you said, future's bright for these. It's positive. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. Well, Well, let's get on to what's cracking into the community. Let's do it. Let's let's find out what's cracking in in the community. What's cracking in in the community?
sometimes we got to bring you some bad news too. Yep. Just just in the last couple of weeks, we found out that uh, we lost two legends of the game in Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur, and so our helmets are off to them and their families. Yep. You know, and uh, hopefully you're scoring goals in that great hockey rink in the sky. Absolutely. Um, tough because it's two two legends, you know, back to back. I think. I mean, pillars in their community, and you know, with their teams, you hear things coming out from all like corners of the league about how they touched everybody, and you know, players that are playing now. Uh, I can't say his name correctly, but Bouvier or whatever from the Islanders mm-hmm. talked about Bossier and how he's like a legend in his house. And his dad always talked about how how good he was and how he made it like look so easy to score all these goals and all this stuff. So the impact that these guys have, you know, uh, lasts generations and and you know their names are enshrined forever. That's right on the Stanley Cup. So. Um, yeah, they uh, they will be missed, um, but like you said, hopefully they're scoring goals in that big ice rink in the sky. So, cheers to Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur. Here, here. Well, so the Seattle Kraken added two uh, new minority owners. Yeah. To the team, the Kraken team, Macklemore and Marshawn Lynch. Uh, yeah, big news. For, yeah, big news for Kraken in the community for sure. Macklemore and uh, and Marshawn Lynch, huge pillars in the community. Um, I don't know. As soon as they as soon as they announced that, I was like, hmm, I wonder what it costs to become a minority owner. <laughs> Like, buddy, hmm, is it possible? Buddy, it doesn't matter. I want you to remember what we talked about when uh, when Mario Lemieux gave oh, up yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever thirty thousand dollars or whatever it was. No, yeah. think about the twenty five percent ownership that that Mario Lemieux made over the years on that. So, like, yeah, they paid, they invested in the team. That's wonderful. But they're, it's, they're gonna make. They're just gonna just make money hands over fast, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It, it's a it's a no brainer, and I think for everybody because for everybody. that's great. I mean, the fans love it. Um, I mean, people cannot get enough of Marshawn Lynch. That's for sure. And uh, I love the guy. And having He's those hilarious. two kind of working with the team and and doing outreach to the community, I think you know bigger than probably what they paid to to be minority owners is just that like that goodwill and and uh what they're the work that they're going to do in the community is going to be huge um for this team and and uh i think for the youth you know the youth hockey community it's going to be big um yeah i mean there were like videos of uh those guys hitting the ice and and uh Marshawn doing like donuts in the Zamboni yeah, and Zamboni stuff. and, and so, Macklemore yeah. hooking on the back with the stick and sliding around on the skates. That is funny. I would say the uh, the the staff, you know, Ron Francis and those guys. Ever since they started doing work here, since you know preparing for the trade deadline, they have hit uh, quite a few home runs and some triples and oh, some that's doubles. Absolutely. You know? 
Hell yeah. Um, so pretty pretty wild to see that, but I think genius move and yeah, Marshawn Lynch plans to be active in the Kraken's Hockey is for Everyone campaign and work with the team on youth community activism. Yep. Man, that's cool. I bet you Macklemore will do a few concerts on yeah, the ice. He already said he's working on some some music and stuff for the like in, in-game stuff, too. That is cool. So, yeah, that is what's cracking in the community, everybody. If you didn't know that, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> that is cool. That's, uh, yeah, as far as ownership groups, I can't think of, like, a better, as far as, like, celebrity, you know? I know, like, the Marlins had, like, J-Lo and what's-his-name, her husband, whatever. I can't remember who it was, but she's always bouncing around. But, um, yeah, as far as, like, celebrity people, minority owners, that's a... No, that is cool. Yeah, we got Marshawn Lynch and Macklemore. And who knows, I mean, who else is lining up? Wouldn't you want to be on a minority owner with Marshawn Lynch <laughs> and Macklemore? I think so. I think investing it as early as possible is the best thing you can do. Agreed. Yeah, this uh, this team's going places. This franchise for sure. So stand to stand to uh, profit and help the community at the same time. So it's a win 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 win. But. Uh, there it is. So why don't we get to what the puck? What, what, the, what the puck? What the puck, Doug, with the Canadian snowstorms in April, pushing games into May. I can't believe they're getting so much snow in April in Winnipeg that the Kraken can't even go up there and play a game. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to insult the weatherman, but that's... That's really Snow? pushing it. In Canada? <laughs> I, I'm sure these guys... Snow in Canada! Come on! Yeah. Come on! Uh, uh, yeah, not a freak storm. These things happen, but I'm sure, you know, these guys are probably like... Depends. The Jets, you know, I know they were on the cusp too, but do you think that they could just be like, well, if the Jets get eliminated before that game, they're like, eh, don't worry about it, fellas. I know you want to hit the golf course, hit the links. You know what I mean? Like, if I was in that locker room, they're like, gotta go to Winnipeg, first of May. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know that the uh, I know that the Stanley Cup finals are about to happen next week, but you guys still got one game you got to play. Yeah, right. <laughs> but. They're like they're like putting their golf clubs away because they've already been golfing for the two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Be back here, 9 a.m. Yeah. for the flight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just uh, one of those funny little things. Uh, after all the delays that we've had this season because of other stuff, you finally get like, a, <coughs> you know, yeah, a spring I was, I was weather just, delay. <laughs> I was just reading a thing the other day too that <coughs> I hadn't thought, I hadn't thought about, and uh, it was that the last two seasons of hockey have been impacted like drastically because of COVID and everything. Right. It was like, they were short seasons. They were, they were in a bubble, like all this stuff. So like this season is actually the first, not only is it the Kraken's first season, but there's like a lot of like rookie players and not just rookie players, but players that were rookies two seasons ago that this was the first season that they played an actual full season, 82 games of hockey. Right. Right. 
And so I think that that like, that's a whole new test for like a lot of these younger guys that are out there playing. Sure. And so it, it's kind of a good for a lot of these guys that they weren't playing, you know, the Kraken and the young guys, on, the new young guys on the team two seasons ago or a season ago in the shortest run so that, you know, they know what a full season of NHL hockey is actually like. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think about it. I guess, I guess most of the young guys we got now haven't even been playing the whole season with us. But, but you know what I mean, for a lot of guys all over the league. Oh, totally. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, yeah, you think about it. Even this season, there was still COVID impacts and delays and so. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. You, hopefully, next season will be a little more routine. <laughs> yeah. Knock on wood. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I think we should really talk about Keith Yandel. Give me a little, uh, give me your feelings on that. The Flyers benched Keith Yandel at 989 games, 11 away from 1,000. Why? Why? (laughs) Why would they do that to him? I mean, you know, and they were saying, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers got to make decisions. It's getting close to playoffs, and it's like that. They're not even making the playoffs. They got a bunch of young guys that got to get some ice time and whatever. But it's like, dude, this guy's 11 games away from 1,000. Kevin Hayes said in a press conference, I can't say I agree with the decision, and went on to give admiration to Keith Yandel and the effect that he has on his teammates in the locker room and you know how they're best friends and they've, they, their families have grown up together. I don't remember where they, they grew up, but... Uh, I think the Flyers should have let him have a thousand. Yeah, I think. What does it matter? They're not going to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree, and I think this is like for me one of the tougher parts about the business aspect of it, because it really just came down to, you know, what it ended up being was numbers. You know, as in like, what can Yandel do for us, and is that better? than, you know, getting some of these young guys in and letting them get some ice time. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he was caught in the crossfire of that. And if they'd taken taken some time to think about, like, the human aspect of it and what, you know, what he's meant to the franchise for all that time and what it means to play a thousand games without missing a game, I just don't see how you could make that decision. And you take got that away three from lines of D guys. You got six D guys. You can't. There's got to be someone else you can see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let him and play one period. Let I him play one period. <laughs> you, I guarantee you if they had went to the team and said, here's the deal. We really need to get some of these younger kids ice time. We want to take one of you off the ice. Every single one of those players in that room would have been like, not Keith Yandel. <laughs> yeah. Not- when he can get to a thousand games. So, you know, you can't give him a thousand games, but you know that it wasn't him that, that did it. And I'm sure he would have made the record. So it, you know, what do you expect from the team that trades for Iswell? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. City of brotherly love. Little, little jab there. Yeah. City, 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 city of brotherly love. <laughs> it's, uh, Unfortunately, not for Keith Yandel. Yeah. Tough pill to swallow. Yeah, um, that's all it is. It's a bummer. That sucks. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Definitely what the puck were they for sure. 
All right, we got one more finisher out. Your boy Barzal. Did you see what he did? I didn't see this. Oh man, it is. I'm I'm excited. I like it. He's getting a little chippy in the bench. Yeah, it's uh pretty interesting. They find him twenty five hundred dollars for interference or whatever, and he restrained a Maple Leafs player from his own bench. It's so hilarious to see too. He's he like, kind of grabbed him. He just kind of leaned over, you know, and just grabbed yeah. grabbed him by the yeah, jersey. Yeah, just by the, by and the pants. And you could see him, like, trying to, like, yank away from him. <laughs> yeah, and then the he, you know, lets him go after he affected the play. And and uh, That stuff probably happens all the time. Yeah, it's just interesting to see it because, you know, <laughs> it, it smacks of, like, Patriots stuff, like Deflategate and all that. Yeah. You yeah, know, where you're like, he's just kidding. and then you have people coming out of the woodwork. They're like, "Well, if you're not cheating, you're not trying." Yeah, <laughs> uh, eh, you know, I I just wonder what's going through his his mind at that time. Like, I don't know that well, I just reach out. The old old Zamboni driver for the Red Wings got fired for peeing into the drain at the ice rink. Yeah, see, I don't understand that. Like, the drain just off the ice or something? Like where? I mean, probably somewhere in the back behind under the thing. You know what I mean? He's a Zamboni driver. So, yeah, of course. Somewhere in under the bleachers, he was in there taking a whiz, and somebody seen him, and he got fired. Now uh, he's he's filing a lawsuit against him, saying he's discriminated against based on his age and disability. (laughs) I was... I... I, uh, oh, I heard about that, I but I hadn't. Say, I'd rather be Barzal getting fined twenty five hundred for restraining Maple Leafs player than an elderly Zamboni driver getting fired for peeing in the drain. Yeah, what is it with men? I think it's we can just, just pee anywhere sense. we want. That's it. <laughs> no one's looking. Well, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I see. I you know I see what you're trying to do here <laughs> deflect on on a hometown hero barzal for his cheating but i'm i'm with you um yeah the guy i mean i don't know the full story maybe it's an amazon situation where they won't let him go to the bathroom <laughs> uh, he probably can but it was the thing is he's like a he's like a 68 year old guy he's saying the closest bathroom was 60 to 70 feet away he felt he had no choice he had to relieve himself when you gotta go you gotta go some of these jobs, it's not easy to find a place to go to the bathroom. I mean, he's he's in an ice rink. I've been in an ice rink. I know how far the furthest bathroom is. If you gotta go, you probably got enough time to make it there. But yeah, I've also, you know, I work on big big construction sites. Sometimes the bathroom's a mile away. Sometimes yeah. you gotta open the truck door and just kind of like pop in there. Sometimes you know what I mean? the clients won't let you use the bathroom. Yeah, and then there is yeah. no bathroom. Sometimes the lady that owns the restaurant pops out back and goes, Hey, not on my building. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these things happen. People need to lighten up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, obviously the $2,500 finds a slap on the wrist. So, yeah, nobody's making making big deal out of it. It's just interesting to see it, you know. And And I'm sure it's like, you know, in the trenches what those guys say to each other and do. I've heard stories about football players in those piles, you know, kicking people in the nuts and oh, yeah, grabbing people and doing whatever they the can. To, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's all sorts <laughs> of weird stuff going on, but you know, for both these guys, I'm sure they just want it to go away, but 
the guy is suing the 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 Red Wing Zamboni driver suing, so he's prepared to go to court, I guess. Well, he's got a lawyer, so yeah. we'll see how that plays out. Either way, some fun little oddities, and you know, the hockey world's not all sunshine and rainbows, but you know what it is? It's always fun. And that's all, folks. We've reached the end. As always, the Kraken Captains would like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Let us know your thoughts. Follow us on social media and drop us a line. Let us know what you want to know about our Seattle Kraken. Thanks again, and we'll see you right back here for the next episode real, real soon. soon. Hello out there, we're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.